0: Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz.
1: Welcome to episode 36. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and today I am not joined by my co-host, Rachel Conley from Photoscribe. Rachel has a sick child, um, again, He gets sick a lot, unfortunately. Um, And uh, today we actually have Lena Hyde. I'm very excited to have her on the show. I've known Lena now, oh man, two or three years, I would say at this point. Um, And uh, had the pleasure of meeting uh, once (laughs) over the years. Um, And uh, Lena operates a boutique photography studio in Portland, Oregon. She believes in three essentials for highly successful and sustainable photography business quality, service, and products. Photography has been exhibited in museums and galleries internationally, printed on Hallmark cards, and featured in highly regarded publications, including Professional Photographer Magazine, Rangefinder, Click Magazine, USA Today, and many others. She speaks as a, a respected expert in the field of portrait photography, and she is also the author of two best-selling photography books aimed at her global audience of professional photographers. And my favorite part about Lena, even with all of that, um, she is the creator of Design Glow. If you haven't heard of Design It Glow, you better get on it because uh, Design Glow has been around since uh, t- 2016. So 11 years at this point.
0: 2006, um, yes.
1: 2006 yeah. is what I, yeah, I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so 11 years. And it has been a leading, leading provider of designs uh, for branding and many other things in the photography industry. Um, Designing Glow offers uh, photography education courses, frames, albums, packaging templates, and instant design and printing services for photographers and other creatives. And um, I've been a fan of Designing Glow for so long. Um, I know a lot of uh, my wedding uh, photography friends that use Designing Glow products, and I'm just really happy to have you on the show, Lena. It's a uh, been a long time that we've known each other at this point, yep. and uh, it's great to get to know you over the years and uh, learn from you and, and whatnot, and so welcome.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me today.
1: Yeah, and today you're my guest and my co-host.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> so um, before we dive into to what's going on with you, I just want to talk a little bit about WordPress photography-related news. Today we only have one bit of news. Um, Ad Espresso is a company who makes uh, a service that allows you to easily create and edit and, and optimize your Facebook ads just released a WordPress plugin that makes it so simple. I have never seen a plugin for, for Facebook ad tracking done so beautifully. They make it so simple for anybody to add their Facebook ad tracking pixel to their WordPress website. And they make it with a Facebook button integration. Instead of you having to go to Facebook, do all this, create your app, then copy and paste all these different API secret keys and public keys, etc. You're just creating your, your pixel, your ad account with a pixel, and then hitting a button on the plugin side, and it's grabbing it for you. It's beautifully done, and it has a whole bunch of integration for, um, for advanced tracking and things like that. So uh, we'll link to that in the show notes. Be sure to check out that new plugin. It's pretty cool, and it's completely free from AdEspresso. So, um, all right, so the news is done. Uh, what's going on with you, Lena? What is new in your world uh, personally, whatever you want to share? What's new in Design Glow world? What's going on?
0: Well, what's new here? We're in Portland and we've um, got some sunshine today. So that's big news. <laughs> yep. And we at Design a Glow are working really hard. We're actually starting our own pod- podcast yeah. as well. So that should be unveiling within the next couple of months. And then we're doing everything like we usually do with albums and packaging and frames and education and kind of still keeping busy with everything that we love to do for photographers.
1: So so talk to me about this podcast. Um, you know, I did notice that you did post and say you were looking, you know, brainstorming some name ideas. Uh, so my first question is, did you decide on a name?
0: You know, we've been thinking a lot about it. We have a community called The Polished Creative on Facebook, and that is just for our, our um, customers. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking of calling it The Polished Creative, The Polished Photographer. And then we thought we need to just call it design a good podcast because we have so many customers already and brand recognition that to start over from scratch, uh, we've done this before and it can be confusing and frustrating. And mm-hmm. uh, we have such a good reputation already, so we might as well stick with it. And yep. um, that's, that's our decision as of today.
1: I like it. Um, yeah. and, and what's going to be the general um, premise of the show? Is it going to be just, purely design or is it going to be something more broad?
0: It's not going to really be too much design or technical, but it's going to be more about our passion, which is the business of photography and the art of business. So that's where we really push hard and that's Mm -hmm. where we want to support people because there's already so much out there as far as, you know, creating art and tech, but there's not a lot out there right now on creating a sustainable business. Um, from, uh, from leading experts, not just one person telling you what they do and do it my way, but we pull from hundreds of contributors. So that's what we love. And we like giving that to our fan base. So that awesome. should be coming in a couple months.
1: That's fantastic. And, um, so if you want to, if anybody is listening and wants to, uh, be notified when that podcast is live, be sure to um, sign up for the Design to Glow newsletter because I'm sure there'll be email blasting that out once it's ready. Well, um, and <laughs> we'll be linking to the how to sign up in the show notes um, to be notified. Uh, so let's dive into style guides. So um, you're a big fan of styling, of mm-hmm. consistency and branding and all these different things. Let's talk about style guides. What is a style guide, first of all?
0: You know, a style guide is something that big businesses know really well how to do and you know, small businesses probably not so much, but it's, it's just as important, especially today where everybody's a photographer, there's not a lot of differentiation and a style guide really helps you hone your style, stand out from the pack and attract the client you need to attract. So style guides are going to um, keep your voice, your tone, and your messaging really, really consistent. And this is basic. If you can't lock down your look, your content, and your style, you're just confusing your customers. Um, and you know you want to have your brand identity and your quality um, consistent ap- across all channels. And I know you're really interested in the website, um, but that's only a, a fraction for photographers. It is. It is your window to the world so that's where most people will see you and the style guide is perfect for web as well as print um and even the way you speak and dress and pretty much all of that so um
1: so is the style guide um something that you recommend having as like a a readily available word document a pdf uh Mm -hmm. just a page on your site anything or something specific
0: So this is not something you share with the public. This is something just for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's sort of like if you're uh, thinking of any business you love, um, you can kind of pick out something from them a mile away. You know, like we're thinking about anthropology or kinfolk, you know, the fonts, the colors, the vibe. It's all very, very well thought out because they have a style guide. Um, you know, you we've all seen that graphic where it's um, Tiffany's, you know, the jewelry mm-hmm. company, and then they show it in like Comic Sans, and it's you know, this it's part of the style guide. So your logo, um, and you just want everything to be really con- concise, consistent, and in the end, we find that it, it saves a lot of time and money. If you collaborate or you have a contributor on your site, you can send them the style guidance, you won't have to second guess, um, how your brand's going to appear somewhere else.
1: Right. So like you, you're, you have a, let's say you have a a big wedding photography business. You're bringing on a new, a new, uh, new photographer, new second shooters, uh, edit, you know, post-processing people, whatever they are, uh, new employee in your photography business Mm -hmm. instead of have, you know, trying to Give them all this information verbally. You can just send, give them this PDF that they can read through and and get it, get to know it, and show them where to look for examples and and give them everything they need in in a document.
0: Absolutely, yeah. and I can give you some tips on kind of getting started and what it would look like because it's a lot of fun to make. It's sort of like an inspiration mm-hmm. board. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah, let's yeah. talk about talk about some of those.
0: So. I'm going to give you a link for your listeners at the end of this, which will actually give them a free PDF, um, a little ebook to download and kind of walk them through this process. So nobody needs to take notes. But um, what I'll do is I'll I'll kind of walk people through it and see if it's something that they're interested in. So the first thing I like to do is start with an inspiration board for anyone that's really rebranding or branding for the very first time and what you want to do there would be to cut out about 5 to 10 images which really inspire and speak to you and anything that speaks to your brand images um you you can use um you want to use colors and patterns you like and if you want to get inspired you can just go onto pinterest and look up you know style inspiration board and you'll kind of be able to see where where it's going Um, I really think it's important to make sure the images represent who you want to be. So this is aspirational, um, and then you can, you can get there by following it. So, um, think about, you know, as you're choosing these images, you're going to think about elements that are just uniquely you and what's going to help you stand out from the sea of others. Um, as far as color goes, people are really into finding their brand and their colors. And today, you know, it's all about the latest Pantone comma um, combo (laughs) and what's in fashion and you know, what colors are going to represent you. And you know, this is something to really consider and choose about, you know, two, three or four colors that you just absolutely love and that kind of go, go with you. Um, these would be consistent throughout your branding, thinking like blog test, um, text, titles, graphics, links, all those enhancements. And then what you can do is you can get their hex code so you'll never forget the exact color. Um, if you find something online that you like, you can screen capture it and use the eyedropper tool in Photoshop to get the exact color. And, you know, it's really important that you save that so because you don't want, your brochure to have one thing, your website to have another, and your blog right. to have a third, so and you need that consistent
1: in in um rebranding uh imagely um I guess almost two years ago at this point um we we had our logo redesigned, and we were just debating on colors and what well, one thing we learned, which uh, I never knew before, but uh it was a good learning experience, um, not every hex color is convertible into a Pantone printable color. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, you're almost better off, um, in, in my opinion, and, and this may not be true, I'm not a designer, so <laughs> I may be wrong on this, but from my perspective, um, from being the marketing person who had to order business cards and order drop cards and all these different things, I found that it might have been better for us to pick Pantone colors that that could be converted to hex colors rather than hex colors to then sort of convert to Pantone, the closest Pantone we can find. Um, That's a
0: really good tip and yeah. very clever of you to figure that out too.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, and, you know, uh, I didn't design the logo. I had nothing. We we actually used 99designs, which actually are, we we were, we fell in love with the logo we picked, but, um, but yeah, the, the printing process, uh, it took me a while to figure out the, the best Pantone color. So it was, it was a challenge. <laughs>
0: Yep. Yep. And you'll also want to explore colors for web as well and see, you know, how they come across. So yeah. Good point. Good point.
1: Um, So was there anything else uh, as far as that part goes that.
0: Yeah. I I also wanted to just mention fonts as well, because, um, you know, the way your words look is really just as important, you know, as what you have to say, if not more so. So you want to consider, fonts um, you know your favorite fonts but also avoid anything super trendy that's going to be embarrassing in a year or two um, you know we've probably all done that and I can remember back in the day when I had the Z- Zapfino logo which is super embarrassing about 13 years ago <laughs> um, so is that, the, you know, is that the
1: super curly script font is no that, that, that
0: was scriptina and everyone had that oh, one okay. as well um <laughs> but now that's a long time ago. So, you know, easy to read. You want to probably pick two or three of your favorites. Um, They're going to show up on your site and your watermark and your documents. And just think readability, what's going to be easy to read because if people are struggling, they're going to leave. So um, that's really important. Consider Serif and both Sans Serif working well together. Um, And there's lots of sites where you can download free, free um, fonts like dafont.com. And there's tons online for that.
1: You know, I also see through looking at, I look at a lot of wind photography sites every day, um, just through, just through my, through my job. And one thing I see a lot uh, is somebody might pick a really beautiful font for the main headline but they actually chose the wrong color for the headline because of the background for that wow. area. So I find that, at least on, on the website side, it's very important that you might love this font. You might have picked this font for your, for your brand, for your style guide. You might have picked this headline size and color. Yep. But when you actually put it together, it may not work. So it also, there's also a lot of testing that should be done, real-world testing, um, which, which should be done as you're building this to make sure that even though you might pick this, Mm -hmm. make sure it actually does look good in the end um, and not like a light gray font on a white background. That's going to (laughs) disappear.
0: Yeah. We see that a lot too. And I guess that would be pointing out the obvious, but um, it's important to mention.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's it's too often something like that is overlooked where somebody just picks and doesn't, doesn't actually, you know, prove that it's a, it's, it's worth, worth the pick. So.
0: (laughs) Sure. Definitely. That's super important. Um, Yeah.
1: Um, so, so uh, people can get this, uh, this, um, this document for free from, from design glow, right? This, this, right. Uh,
0: so, pre- how to, you know, find your style and create a style guide for your business. It's called great. brand new brand you, and it's all about branding
1: and where can they find it
0: at, um, design slash pages slash newsletter. And I, I think we'll have that in the show notes as well.
1: Yes. Yep, it will be in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll link right to it. You can just click on it, enter your email address, sign up, and you will receive that document, which is great. For sure. Um, so let's uh, let's dive in a little bit. I really want to talk to you about branding. Um, and years ago, and I think you, you stopped recently, um, you were making uh, templates for photography websites, right? So um, I'd love to... And you weren't making the theme, you were just making uh, a child theme, so to speak, so the the, mm-hmm. the ability to to che- take this theme and just use a design to go styling uh, for it and um, so i want you you understand photography websites uh, deeply <laughs> you under you obviously understand branding and design so I want to talk about um, branding across website and offline marketing materials. obviously, having a style guide is important um, as we just uh, you know discussed but Let's actually talk about the perception on the customer side. If mm-hmm. you have, let's say, a WordPress website and then uh, a Zenfolio or a SmugMug gallery for your clients that the branding doesn't match. How does that come across? And, and, you know, how do you how what would you what kind of advice would you give for photographers to think about it to improve on that on that issue?
0: Yeah, that just comes across as a disaster. And, you know, it it might be okay if you're, you know, shoot and burn really cheap. People can look over. um, They can forgive a lot for a really cheap price. But I don't think most of us want to be that cheap photographer that just kind of has a hodgepodge thrown together because that... um, isn't really a great way to have pride in your work and to attract the customers you need to attract to stay in business for the long term. So consistency is everything as for branding. It needs to all come together seamlessly. Um if you're bringing up um a client over to um another site for proofing, that needs to be perfectly integrated or not happen at all. Um, yeah.
1: So, so um, are you saying uh, that logo and let's say like logo matches, but the menu color is slightly off or the, the, the design of the menu on the proofing site has uh, a, a line in between each menu item where your main website doesn't? If something like that minor, that big of a deal for consistency-wise?
0: I think so personally for where I'm at in, in my business Um, again, you know, it, it depends. Like if you're maybe, you know, the Walmart experience versus, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you those those things are important. The higher level you go, the more it needs to be seamless and perfect. And, um, you know, that's why the having, having a document where, you can outline all that and make all those choices instead of just doing it on the fly or, you know, I know you're so excited when you get your new blog and <laughs> you want to plug it all in right away, but just right. not going full steam ahead and doing that thoughtfully, you know, with intention will help in the long run. And yeah, yeah. I would definitely suggest that.
1: Yeah, I c- I completely agree. Um, and so moving beyond just the website, let's talk about a little bit of offline and, and also more, online, but not website related. So yeah. you have your website, you have your brand, your style guide, everything's there on your website. Um, you start making pricing sheets and contracts and all these things that also keep your style there. Your branding is mm-hmm. all in those documents as well. And that's, that's more of the obvious as well that, you know, anything that is digital should be consistent. However, what are your thoughts on emails? I'm not talking about newsletters. I'm talking about Individual emails to clients should, maybe your logo is in the signature, but maybe not. Should your emails, individual emails to clients sort of be in this letterhead type look, an HTML, for example, email that still keeps that whole branding uh, consistent, consistent in a single email, or should you just keep it simple, make it text and add your logo and signature? What what do you recommend? as that as far as you know? As
0: that goes. I have e- a bunch of email signatures. So when a client books me for a newborn, I have a presentation that goes out. I have a different one for maternity and family. So those are just signatures. They're all they're beautiful, and the right thing goes out to them. For everyday communications, you know, I think it's fine just to use text and have your signature at the bottom. One thing I do want to mention is that your voice is part of your branding so you need to be really clear on a consistent tone whether it's playful serious down to earth you know for your keeping your website your blog posts your social media and your email super consistent you could even have a list of words or phrases or concepts that shouldn't be used Um, but for email I always keep it very professional I think another thing that is super important that I see today causing tons of disasters is people texting with clients. Um, Mm. It usually never ends good. And when I see people (laughs) posting screenshots back and forth, it's pretty horrifying to see, you know, people talking about their pricing and so casual, you know, with emojis and, and, and just, you know, text speak. It really, really kills the brand faster than anything I could even imagine. So, what I would, about
1: um, what about Facebook page messages or even pro- personal profile these days? Clients are even friending you on Facebook uh, outside of the business page. Yeah. What about message messenger through Facebook? Is that as bad as uh, as text messages?
0: It's not as bad. Um, it's not super professional, but again, even major brands are doing it. I think as long as you are professional and it's not this back and forth thing on Facebook, which really devalues your brand, but it's, they send you a message. Hey, I'd love to chat with you. Can I give you a call in 10 minutes?
1: Right. And on (laughs) Facebook, if it's a page, if it's, Mm -hmm. if it's a Facebook page message, you can actually auto reply with that.
0: Yeah, I, Um, I would definitely do that.
1: Yeah. Um, Great. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I love what you're, what you're saying and I completely agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, So uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the design itself. Now Mm -hmm. uh, designing globe has a lot of templates and um, we've talked about templates on on previous shows and sometimes templates get a bad rep because of the word itself. Right now, Mm -hmm. Um, WordPress themes are templates. Uh, designs are templates. A lot of albums are template-based. And so I want to talk about um, it, how it's not really a bad word and how templates are actually good for you and, and talk about why professional designs that are templates are actually can typically be better than just your homemade design that you, the photographer, just create, right? Yeah. Um. It's the exact reason why you would outsource to have your logo professionally done or outsource to have, um, you know, you're sending out your business cards instead of, instead of printing them at home. <laughs> you know, like, um, let's talk about templates. Why, why do you recommend having a professionally made template rather than a homemade design?
0: Well, our templates are created by professional you know, designers, we go through a hundred step process for any product we made. So, um, we know they're going to work, you know, they're going to look good. You know, they're used with ethical, you know, means and they're not stolen ideas or our stock images that could come back to buy to. Um, so everything we do is very up and up. It works. Um, and it's created by I pros I know photographers are great at photography not so much at graphic design and it's also nice to kind of practice um, you know what you preach and be a photographer and you know let the experts handle what they're good at another thing is we hire um, we hire writers for all our copies so you'll know it's free of any mistakes We've all done that, where we've uploaded a <laughs> mistake, and it's expensive. Um, yeah. Everything's totally customizable, so you can you can make it your own. And so, so, so
1: yeah. there's no worry about um, photographer in in uh, let's say New York City buying a template from you, adding their branding, you know, their brand to it, and then somebody in Albany, New York, um, buying it and then looking exactly the same because your template is customizable. It is.
0: There's a lot of room for images. Um, It's not on a five dollar a month all you can grab website where you know ten bajillion people are using the same thing and they all look exactly the same. Um, So there's a lot of room for individuality, and our templates are kind of purposeful, purposely created so that the the uh, focus is really on the artwork as opposed to the. The design elements, because we don't want to detract from what what the photographer is there to present. We want to enhance it.
1: And I think it's important to note that um, the templates that you provide are not just like, okay, this is just a price sheet, right? It's you can get um, all of your sort of letterhead type things, all of your marketing materials, all in one bundle, right? You can get everything. It's
0: true. It's true, and anything that's more complicated will also include an InDesign version. Everything includes a complex tutorial, so if you buy a magazine template, it's going to give, walk you through printing it or posting it online or including it into a newsletter. So our, our um, resources that we include are second to none, and you won't find any errors in any of our products. Um, so you can be assured that they're, they're all good to use. If you don't like using templates, if you don't like using Photoshop, um, we do have a new item that will be of interest to everyone. We've got sort of the first of its kind in our industry. It's Design a Glow Print. And basically it allows you to use our templates without Photoshop or Rose, which everybody hates. (laughs) Um, So you can just go on to Design a Glow Print, and you can go through our templates step-by-step, customize them, click to print and the product will arrive at your door in a couple days. So that's a great solution for yeah. people that don't want to mess with templates.
1: Yeah. I was just going to ask if you wanted to bring that up. Um, so that was good. Um, now the, this, this product, um, Designing Glow Print actually started into as integration with ProDPI, but since White House Custom Color acquired ProDPI, mm-hmm. are the prints still coming from the ProDPI side of things or are they now coming from the White House Custom Color side?
0: They're still coming from ProDPI. Currently.
1: So it's a uh, mm-hmm. Fuji paper, I believe is pro DPI, correct?
0: It is. And yeah. mostly everything we have is, um, press printed product. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, as far as the labs go, all the, the professional labs pretty do a great job at um, yeah. that, but the, yes, you're correct. in the Fuji paper on the photographic um, products.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, uh, when, when that first came out, I know I was, I was on the beta of that and it was, beautifully done it's so easy it's sort of um uh, i think you the way you even described it originally was sort of the canva for photographers right can uh canva c-a-n-v-a.com for anybody who has not seen that i'll be sure to include that in the show notes too it's kind of like um like one-off documents right you wanted to save it as an image or a pdf um and uh a lot of people use that for just like creating a social image for example Mm -hmm. but uh this is more than that this is your entire brand you're having printed and designed customized right there on the website without Photoshop, without InDesign, without anything. You're dragging and dropping and changing the text, adding your logo, you're doing it all, just as you would if you bought the Design to Glow templates mm-hmm. you know for your desktop, except you're doing it in the cloud and having it printed without you having to send it to a lab too. It's such a such a cool system. So thank you. Yeah. I'll be sure to, to link that as well in the show notes. So anybody, uh, it is on the, the design a glow website. If you want to just go to design a glow and click on print. Otherwise uh, I'll link to the show notes. Um, anything else that, that you want to close with any advice, final advice you want to give to anybody design related, style sheet related, branding related.
0: Oh, geez.
1: Right. <laughs> I put you on the spot.
0: You know what? I, I, for me, it's just con- all about consistency finding out what you can offer that is not already out there a hundred times and, and just working on that point of differentiation, I believe is everything.
1: Yeah. Consistency is so, so important. Yeah. I've been saying that for so long and I'm glad to have, uh, to have you here to, to strengthen my thought on that too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Happy to do that.
1: Um, So uh, I really appreciate, appreciate you joining me on the show today, Lena. Um, and uh, I can't wait to, to talk with you more. See what else you and Designing Glow have up your sleeves. I know there's so much in the works. Um, oh, before we close up, um, you were telling me earlier that um, there's a. I'm, I don't want to add in a sad bit of news, but I definitely want listeners to know because we've talked about it before uh, about a Glow magazine. Um, mm-hmm. Without going into too much detail, um, you're shutting down a Glow magazine soon. We.
0: We are. We, um, the costs involved with printing it were just astronomical. Um, we weren't making any money on it, but we were losing a lot. So when the fourth quarterly issue was done, we decided to not print anymore. And um, the trouble is, we, it was our passion project, and we loved yep. it, and we believe in it. It's so beautiful. Yep. So what I think we're going to do now is transition it to a quarterly Mini magazine, same features, same inspiration, um, great content. It'll be quarterly. It will be a little bit smaller, and it will be a freebie for Design Aglow newsletter subscribers. Wow. So um, that's something to look forward to. We're, li- we're working on our first issue right now. It will have Inside Real Studios. It will have What I Wish I Knew, all of the things that Design Aglow is really known for, the features that people come to us for. A lot of smart business advice. Um, our first one's going to have some photographer Mad Libs in it as a, just a nice. fun piece. <laughs> that would be great. And, um, so we are super open to any ideas people have, and this will be a lot of fun for us without the astronomical printing costs. Um, right now we are having a big blowout on the magazine. We have a few copies left for anyone that's interested. They can get in touch if they want to keep, say, copy
1: fantastic you know yeah, yeah and i I, uh, I backed the kickstarter i loved every issue um and the, they're definitely on my bookshelf and staying there for the end of time because they are so beautiful and Same. i totally i, I totally understand <laughs> when you say that it was expensive because they are definitely the best quality printed magazines in the photo industry at least um, yeah i've ever seen they are incredible
0: so, yeah they are we found the top printer in the world and of course that was important to us. We're not willing to compromise. So it'll be a keepsake.
1: For sure. Yeah. Uh, Each issue, they're all right there. Um, Well, thank you, uh, Lena, for joining today. Um, You can find the show notes from today's episode at imagery.com slash podcast slash 36. And please be sure to uh, leave us a nice review on iTunes because every review that you leave for us helps us reach more people and teach them more about WordPress photography business and their online presence. So thank you. And until next time, you've been listening to the WordPress photography podcast to listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, and more, please visit
0: imagely.com forward slash podcast.